you are listening to Oversubscribed with Jason L. Baptiste and Ben Parr. Episode 14, June 15, 2016. In this week's episode, we discuss Apple and its launch announcements, Microsoft's acquisition of LinkedIn, and Snapchat's ads API. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome to the return of Oversubscribed with Jason L. Baptiste and Ben Parr. You are listening to Oversubscribed. (laughs) You like it when I do that, don't you? I love doing that, it's my my favorite thing. It's good to be doing this, we need to get back into a regular schedule, but what what better day than today to do an episode, right? Oh wow, today was just completely packed. Like, everybody, you're in for a treat. We're going to be talking about Microsoft, LinkedIn, Apple, iOS, uh, and we might have some other surprises, too, but it's a packed schedule for today because... Wait, we're doing a e- giveaway today? Oh, yeah. We're giving away your dog, El Chapo. No way. Not even funny. Not even <laughs> funny. He loves his dog so much. Like, it's insane, everybody, how much... Jason loves his dog. It is an adorable. What's the Instagram? Go plug the Instagram. El, El Chapo Frenchie. You How will many love followers? It. You, will, you will stop. Followers? Like uh, just under 800, I think. That's pretty good for an account that's been around for like two months. Not even. Yeah, he's got some photos that have like 800 plus likes on it. So I'm a fan. You'll stop listening to the episode once you look at it because it's that damn cute. But uh, go check it out. This week's episode brought to you by El Chapo Frenchie. The cutest French bulldog made in Mexico. All right, that's our official sponsor for this week's episode. Now, let's dive right into it because we have a lot of topics. Let's talk about Microsoft. All right, so Microsoft and LinkedIn. Yeah, they did a small thing today. They acquired uh, this new company called LinkedIn for $26 billion. No big deal. And it was, it was I think, like a 48% markup on the stock price from Friday, which is, is awesome because I think – you know, you had this crash call it, I think it was like January, February, where their stock got cut in half. And that had huge repercussions in the startup market, the financing market. You know, between that, it was Tableau on the same day. People were like, oh, shit, we're doomed. But good, good for LinkedIn for, you know, finding a good match for Microsoft. We'll talk about why it's a good match, but also getting a really good price, which I think is going to have a very positive impact on just kind of the startup market and also companies that have recently gone public. Well, let's be clear. This wouldn't have happened if the stock had stayed up and then had that complete crash, the uh, uh, LinkedIn stock. There would not be an acquisition. But it is a good outcome, I think, for LinkedIn. At the very minimum, you can guarantee LinkedIn will never become a Yahoo. Yeah, I mean, listen, who knows? Yammer is getting its pants beat off by Slack. I, I think it's one of those, like, I don't pay attention to Yammer anymore, but it's like, Maybe that actually is a big business, but it, my whole thing is I think Microsoft and Satya Nadella have done a fantastic job with kind of their strategy direction, you know, and the, the first thing I posted on it was Fred Wilson had a thing about, he calls it the office dentist, you know, the dentist office software thing where he explains basically software is a commodity, okay? Anybody can go create another Microsoft Word, a Microsoft Office. It's It's the network that matters and kind of... They now have a network layered on top of it, which I think is just, it's a smart bet. You know, as much as I think LinkedIn needs to improve its product, there's only one out there. They made a smart bet on it. 
I'm positive on it. We'll see what happens. Look, um, ever since Satya came into office, he's done a really good job. The stock's been up. They've been reforming the company. And the recent acquisitions, like the Minecraft acquisition, has gone, I would say, really well so far. So yes. um, it's not the same company as Balmer's company. It's not going to be a Nokia-style acquisition. Satya knows what God, he's no. doing. And so yeah. uh, I, so I think this you cost and I... double Nokia. Nokia was like $12 million, so this is a little bit more than double. Just to put it, I think this is like the largest ever, you know, private tech acquisition or no, not private's not the right word, but Public. something something very large. It's, um, it's it, it is larger than the WhatsApp acquisition. It's probably the largest yeah. acquisition. Um, it is actually the largest acquisition of any tech, social technology company for sure, or any maybe yeah. even any software. Uh, company like it's hard to tell because you know there's the Dell EMC thing, but yeah, it's one that, of the lo- it, but it doesn't it doesn't seem bad at all. It's blockbuster, but I, like my thinking was, it makes sense. Like if you have the money, go and do it. It's it's it makes sense to me for whatever reason. Um, and they have like LinkedIn has great leadership as well. Jeff Weiner has been so good and so strong. I mean, listen, I think the product's been absolute dog shit and everybody says that, but you know what? Like, they're, they're still a leader in what they do, so let's hope, if anything, it, it's not like, a, to me, oh, LinkedIn was going to die anytime soon, but, you know, hey, hopefully this gives them a, a good thing to, to go on. Um, so here's another thing I read is that there was another bidder. There was a cover bidder to the acquisition. Microsoft ultimately won. Who do you think the other bidder was? Ooh... So some people were predicting Facebook. I don't think in a rat's hell. I, I don't think so either. It doesn't further what they – their three things are messaging, virtual reality, and internet connectivity. doesn't bolster any of those. Google and IBM are far more likely. My, IBM, I don't think so. I, I just think it's like a much farther for them because you know, they're much more enterprise, whereas at least Microsoft, hey, you know what? Like we, we all use Microsoft Office for work, whether we like it or not. I think it was Google. And the reason I say that is you've got Diane Green in the enterprise division. I think they're going to be making just some really interesting moves. And uh, that like that would have been one where it's like they got the double whammy of it bolsters their enterprise, right? Because it's how do you get folks that don't have Google Apps to have Google Apps? And two, it shows like, hey, we're finally doing something in social, even though LinkedIn really isn't the social they need to be doing. But it shows like, hey, we're doing something. Well, Microsoft just—I'm sorry, Google just um, hired a good friend of mine. Uh, you know him, Tarek Chakot. I know him well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from who used to be CMO Caesars to help run, uh, you know, direct sales for the enterprise products at at Google, and it's showing how much they care about investing in their enterprise side. So it totally could have been, and I bet you some stories will come out. There will be a story that comes out in depth about who the other bidder was. Someone will figure it out. Nick Bilton at Vanity Fair will figure it out, or Doug McMillan at WSJ will figure it out. Someone will figure it out. Yeah, I, it's you know it could have been Salesforce. I, I think it might have been. I mean, that's half that of might, Salesforce's could, market could, cap. Yeah, the problem, is, yeah, Salesforce just doesn't have the money. There's so few companies that have the money. Microsoft has the money. Apple has the money. Google has the money. Who else really has the money? Yeah, I, I, I'd have to go look through. There was a good chart that came out where it's just like, all right, people are finally you know spending their cash reserves. Apple's got two hundred billion. Microsoft's got this. Google has this. I think you know, 
I forget if it was Google or Microsoft had like a hundred million right. bucks. Another speculative thing. So right now, Microsoft's market, um, Microsoft share prices are fifty dollars and fourteen cents. Um, it went down two and a half percent today as a result of the announcement. There was a point where it was down by five percent, but then people realized they were being idiots. Where do you think at the end of this year Microsoft's share price will be? Um, and I'll give you a note that the market cap today is $393 billion. Yeah, so listen, a year is tough to predict, right? Especially this, it, to me it's no different than, you know, oh, well, where is it going to end up today? It's like people always shit on acquisition news that they like it. For example, Twitter got a bump on the news of the LinkedIn acquisition, and then that bump's already gone, right? So yeah, it's tough to predict a year. You know, if you're talking two to three years out, I think you get, you know, do you add another 50 to 100 billion on that? It's like, where does the growth come from? Like, can Azure get larger, right? You know, can that become something pretty large? Um, you know, what happens in gaming? Do they really get into virtual reality? They announced, you know, this new Xbox is coming. They've got Minecraft with it. They've now got LinkedIn, you know... It, I think there's, listen, he's not even two years into the job, I think, if if that. So it's kind of like, I, I think you just need a little bit more time to see the real growth play out. But I'd make the bet that there's going to be growth in the stock. I can't wait to play LinkedIn on Minecraft. <laughs> or on uh, Xbox. Everybody's got these jokes, of the, the clippy jokes. It's like, yeah, I think one of the good ones I read was like, you know, Satya Nantella took it to the extreme to have LinkedIn stop emailing him. All right, let's let's try another one, um, another uh, thought experiment. I want to try this too. Um, you're Satya, and you're trying to figure out the best, the most unique ways to leverage LinkedIn. How would you leverage LinkedIn if you're Microsoft CEO? So I, I'll tell you the one that's not the most leveraged, but what I think is the most understated and smartest is. So I think LinkedIn spent like one to two billion bucks for lynda.com. And the top stuff right. on lynda.com is education on, um, you know, is education on Microsoft products. So I think that's important. I also think you get developer education with that. I think that's a very understated thing. I think what they start to do, I, I've seen this theory that like, Outlook.com and Hotmail used to be, you know, your professional identity. LinkedIn is becoming that. I think it really comes back to this, you know, concept of networks. And, you know, if you read one of the big things was that there's very little network overlap, graphs of data um, between Microsoft, what they already have, and LinkedIn. So I think you now get a new data set and you basically get a network on top of, of Office. And now that Office is this cross-platform thing that you can get on iOS and Apple devices even, you get this interesting play on what is what is the future that we work in, and it has to have a network. And I think they're making a bold move there by saying there is no this is the network. You know, there, there's nobody else you can buy. You know, there, there's not even a second place, which is actually no, pretty it, crazy. Yeah, if you want to buy an enterprise-style network and you want to build, buy the business network, it's LinkedIn or nothing. Uh, one other thing I think that will be... Um, is underappreciated in this acquisition is SlideShare. Like SlideShare is going to work amazingly with pre PowerPoint and presentation software. That that could be a major component if done right. Yeah, I mean it, it could be. You know, I 
I, I think it goes back into kind of the lynda.com bucket. I think you've got this publishing platform that LinkedIn's doing. At the end of the day, like, the value really is network. Um, you know, and all these other things are kind of to start to reaffirm the network. You know, that's that's one another is they've got Microsoft Dynamics CRM, so it's kind of, you know, is there something they can do to make the CRM better? You know, oh, totally. Of, that's totally on the roadmap. There's not even a question to me. You know, it's like, the thing is, it's like Dynamics is so far behind. Um, I don't know. I, I think he basically looks, he's like, we got all these synergies. The key thesis is network. We've I was waiting for you to, I, I was avoiding the S word. It, with utter Go possible. synergy yourself. Yeah, you go synergy your A, S, S. Oh my! I swear, I know. Hey now! All right, all right, all right. Um, any last thoughts? No, I think that's it. We'll see how this plays out. I think it could be a you know YouTube level acquisition. In the sense like it just you look back and you're like, oh shit, this is really smart. They let them go execute, and it turned out well. Uh, last note I say is that this could also be big for the advertising business that Microsoft has. And for its search business. Yeah, I saw that, but the biggest reason LinkedIn started to tank was their advertising bit. I, I don't think it's that. I think, like, Microsoft... Well, well so, but I, th- I think that they... LinkedIn doesn't know how to properly do advertising, and Microsoft does. No, but, but they've, we'll they've outsourced all their advertising. They outsourced Bing and all that stuff, I believe. So it's like they just sold off, like, a lot of their consumer properties. I, I think Microsoft is getting away from advertising and more into the platform enterprise level business. Um, you know, I, I think Xbox is the weird thing, but I, I don't think it's for that. All right. Now, from Microsoft to Apple, to the uh, opposite end of the spectrum, Apple, we had all the announcements today. Do you, uh, what was, you want to run down a couple of them or run down some of your favorite ones? Because I, like, how about this? What, let's do this. Pick your favorite announcement from today's thing and your least favorite announcement, and I'll do the same. Um, I'll start with the least favorite because that's just simple to get out of the way. Apple Music. Well, I, let me tell you this. The one thing I loved about Apple Music was uh, Bozma, the woman presenter. Like, she was she fantastic. Was, um, she was fucking there, good. There's articles, there's articles coming out about her now. As they should, because here's the thing. Like, The problem with all these demo things is they all sound... The same. It's like every demo day pitch. You can't like I can imitate the demo day voice. You can do the product demo thing. Like Steve Jobs is the only one who got it like really good because he invented it. And like the cool thing about her is like it's obviously like she's on point and like it's rehearsed, but like it seems casual, you know. And I just I think it was you often hear about diversity and the importance for it. And like you know what I'm going to go into kind of the diversity thing quickly. I think so much of it is forced. Because people just want to hit numbers and quotas in Silicon Valley, as opposed to thoughtful diversity, which is like, the way I define it is, you didn't know what you were missing until it's finally in front of you, and you're like, you know what, there should be so, this is why we should celebrate diversity, I think she brought it to the table, Apple, which is a great company, you didn't even know that was missing, and I think that's something really important out of it, not just, you know, diversity in terms of color and gender, but just diversity in terms of who the product was, it kind of... It sounded like a different, better brand, not, you know, kind of a bunch of old dads, which is kind of what these keynotes sound like. Well, because it is a bunch of old dads. Exactly. 
Yeah, no, she was she was a natural. It wasn't just that. It was that she was very fluid in her presentation. I think you're going to see her in a lot more presentations. All right, we're getting off topic on there. You're, so, so Apple Music, least... I didn't like it. I think it's it's ugly and disgusting looking. All right, so favorite. Favorite. Um, iMessage. It's, I mean, man, that's that's the platform. Like, iMessage is used so heavily. I mean, listen, it's the number one iOS app out there. I will bet any amount of money on that. That is where people are spending the most amount of time is iMessage. That is the one thing that you could not take away from people. And now they open it up to apps. You know, the question is, you know, I still haven't played with the beta. I got to install it, read the release notes. But let's say I'm using Square Cash and send you some piece of interactivity with Square Cash or they had the DoorDash group ordering app. Let's say I send it, you don't have DoorDash installed. Do you have to then go install DoorDash and register and do all that stuff? Because if so, that adds friction. If it's now you kind of get this app temporarily just to complete that one action, that's really cool and major. Like that, that is a key, you know, look at what the future of apps are. You know, instantly installable fractions of the full app. Um, and it's a huge improvement on the web. So that's that's why I'm excited, and I, I I just I've been waiting for that to happen. When that was like the tenth and final announcement, I was like, all right, that's that's the big one. All right, make a guess. All right, you have now. You guess what I'm going to pick as my favorite because I would iMessage was one of my favorites, but I have one that was slightly higher. Uh, a series kind of the obvious choice. No, I really like the. Uh, uh, the Swift Playground a lot. So ah uh, okay. So, so you got let me, let me that explain. was one of the like ten things, but like no, yeah, but I let, think me, that's... let me go ahead. Uh, let me explain. So, so the Swift Playground, um, for people who didn't see it, is like is iPad based, like tool to teach kids, especially, but it could teach anybody how to program in the Swift programming language, which is how you build apps, and like there's this trend going on. And I'm so happy about it, about making simple tools that teach people how to program and teaching kids how to program. And it's just great that it's going to be free, accessible to everybody. Um, It's a big deal. And, you know, actually I have another friend, um, Katie Lynch, and she came – they're building – they built a programming language, in fact, for children. I'm trying to remember what they called it, Code Codeverse. And it's a programming language just for kids, also the same kind of thing, to teach kids how to program. And I'm just loving every piece of this. And I think it's just – it's needed and it's fantastic. And, um, ju- and like, you know, I'm going to play around with it on my iPad as soon as it's available. Yeah, I, listen, I think that's big. People like, is that a hyper card of this era? It's free. You've got Apple pushing it. It's good. It's Listen, the main point is, you know – very few teachers themselves even know how to code, and it's if we're sitting there teaching biology to kids, we should be teaching them computer science as well. So I'm, I'm a fan. I wasn't even thinking that because I was so focused on the ten, you know, announcements. Um, what was your least favorite announcement? Just everything watch related, and it's not really because the announcements weren't good. It was improvements. It just feels like. Um, every single time, it the there is never a killer feature. It's just it's sort of nice to have. But or doing what we should have done on the first one. So it's like, all right, let's yeah. play this exercise. Let's say they realistically, you know, 
put the watch out a year later, right? Because he could have done it a year later, not a year and a half. Would people have then said, well, Apple was too late to the game, watch is over? I, I don't know. It's just watch feels like the most un-Apple thing that they've done. I have it, you know, I, I use it every day, but I'm kind of like, if it went away, I wouldn't be pissed. The The calorie counting and just the tracker is grossly inaccurate. I mean, almost, you know, by, you know, it's half of what it should be. It's kind of a, it's kind of a pretty useless device, except, oh, showing me notifications so I don't have to take my phone out of my pocket. Which I don't care enough about. I haven't had it. So, you know, in my left, and I have a Fitbit that I wear on my left wrist, and I have a watch, a real watch, a Movado Edge that I wear on my right wrist. Beautiful I, I just, watch. I, I, thank you. I just have no desire to get an Apple Watch, and no one's made the argument to me, and Apple hasn't made the argument to me why I absolutely need it, why it's going to do something that I cannot do now or cannot do without my phone. So until then, like that's why it was my least favorite because just still nothing that shows me, wow, I need to have it. Yeah, um, I, I think that's, that's right, you know. Oh, so different thing. What did you think of all the emoji stuff? Because there's a big debate on my Twitter feed about the emojis. And basically, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, uh, your, m- my feed is now divided into hip people and old people based on the reaction to Apple's emoji upgrades. Hashtag, I mean, yes, you're old. Dude, listen, look at Snapchat. Like, people love it because of the filters, the interactivity. Like, that's, that's what people want out of messaging. Like, it's fun. It's different. It's cool. Like, it's... Listen, it's neat. It's like, you know what? If you don't want it, don't use it. But it's like, everybody's going to use it. The same way, like, so many people use GIFs. Like, like I'm surprised they didn't just be like, yeah, and we've got GIF support from Giphy included or something. like. I'm shocked because, like, that was my, one of my favorite things about the Gboard. Like, they were trying they're, they were starting to add things to make Gboard more useless. But the Gboard has the GIFs. And I'm going to still use Gboard all the time because copying and pasting and sending GIFs Animated gifts to uh, my friends, to you, to uh, to anyone is just fantastic. But that's also what the whole sticker thing they put in might be. So maybe you'll get gifts yeah, but stickers. no, but but the, so here's the thing: the sticker thing was meant more to respond to Facebook stickers, I think, than anything. And those stickers don't aren't animated gifts; they're just a different thing. You, you like Apple should just acquire Giphy and integrate it into iMessage and cut off everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that's one. I'm also surprised that they didn't do the iMessage on Android thing. I, th- I felt like that had to be coming. Um, and maybe it still is. You know, maybe it's, they'll do that why, once why, they see enough well, apps. Why would they do that? Because they want to get this network going cross. No. They, do, they, want, they don't care as much as they just want people to switch. The only reason they didn't take away the beats for... Um, Android is because it was already built before, but it's like they're never going to build a new app. They're not in the game of building new apps for... Yeah, but they're trying to show that they're good at software and services. And in, in today's day and world, it's like you've got to look at who you're competing with, and it's like now it's starting to go down the stack from just the OS to messengers, where it's like, you know what, well, why the hell am I going to build something for iMessage if I can't get it across everywhere? Where it's like, listen, Facebook Messenger has more reach than iMessage. I believe it's used far less, but it's on more devices. You know, and I, I think that's an important thing. We'll see. I just, I, I think it's something they're definitely out there considering. Mm. 
we'll see. Like, well, all right. I have no more other thoughts on that one. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying to think about. Yeah, I'm I'm running out of other thoughts. But um, other things to note from the Apple event: the unbundling of apps, long overdue. Now I can actually delete some of these apps that I never use. Like Hallelujah. Like. Apple Maps, I just, it just, just let me use Google Maps. It's just so superior. You're never going to catch up to Google, so stop trying. Um, app Siri integration, you know, someone might do something cool. I hope they do. Well, so great. here's the shitty thing with Siri that I'm reading. It's basically limited to like six different types of apps, like fitness, um, you know, ride sharing, like payments. Like it's actually pretty damn limited. I'm trying to. It seems more limited than what Alexa can do, and now that like now it's competing with Alexa, and Amazon's Alexa has been making some waves. Yeah, I'm trying to. There's a list here that was somewhere. Um, I think the iOS home application was also interesting too, the smart home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my feeling. I think. Also, I'm surprised that they are keeping Siri to spoken only, because it's just like... They'll chatbotify it. They'll figure it you out. You would think so. I, I'm not... Like, they should be. It seems obvious, but I'm not convinced that they're, they're probably. Going to... I think they're trying... They're doing it. They're just not ready yet. I think next year you'll see it. Yeah. They're always, they're always laggard on those kinds of things, not at the forefront. Give it a year or two. They will have a bot. They'll have a Siri bot that you can message, and you can message or you can talk to it it's going to totally happen um overall were you uh disappointed or satisfied or excited by this wwdc i i very excited because i just think like apple was making stuff they already do well even better you know they opened it up to developers in the right way like the maps api and extensions cool i think like the awesome part about a platform is when you enable developers to make it even better um, you know, and I think they're just enabling like all of iOS to be made better. It's can now be in messages. It can now be inside of the maps. Um, you know, it, it seems like a nice, whereas iOS nine was not much. I, I was overall satisfied. Like I was happy with it as well. I think their last event, I remember the last event, it was kind of, it felt like a dud in some ways. I remember we talked about it. Yeah. So short, like this one, this one was jam packed. But there was, the, but it was all good stuff. Like the iMessage stuff was great. The um, just pretty much every the developer stuff was great. Pretty much almost all the announcements in general had substance to them. And while you didn't see a new hardware device, WWDC has never been about it. In terms of the software stuff, just vast improvements. And it's just good to see Apple get back on track with software. I just hope that um, it lives up to the hype when these when they get released to the public in a couple of months. Yeah. You know, with, with Matt, you know, with, we didn't even mention Mac OS with, you know, first of all, thank God for the name change, but also like Siri, Siri for Mac, which will be interesting. Yeah. That's one. um, Oh, universal clipboard. I'm really happy about that. That's like, it's like all those things where you're just like, it's going to be all these devices, a really good experience. You know, there are some other cool, like the picture in picture video stuff. It's like, I use that on my iPad all the time. I wanted it while I was watching the presentation because I'm like, hey, I've got these two things clipped so I can write email while I have this watching. It's like, I'd love picture in picture, and boom, there you go. So I, I found that to be uh, you know, a nice one. 
All right. Why don't we move on to the last one? Um, we have a few minutes, so why don't we you, – you know this topic better. Why don't you talk about the third topic? Third oh, wait, top- wait, wait. The third topic shall be Donald Trump. <laughs> Just kidding. Again. Again. God. Uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Well, Snapchat and their ads API, which, you know, it, listen, it can be a scary road for them depending upon quality they well, let in. Can, can you explain it? To, uh, just explain it because I, I only know some about it. I've looked it up some. All right. But... So in the past, if you wanted to go to Snapchat, you had to go through them to advertise or, you know, one of their partners only – and if you went through one of their partners, it was through only their publication, Discover, meaning BuzzFeed could sell you an ad for Snapchat, but only on BuzzFeed. Now they're opening up their ads API, which is saying, and there's two types. There's for marketers, and then there's for you know advertising budget. So marketers, that's a creative agency, like a VaynerMedia is uh, one there. They're also on the media buying side as well. So it's basically like, hey, somebody can create creative for it. another person can allow you to buy it that's interesting so it's now hey if you work with adaptly as one one of the partners on the ad buying side hey i want to buy you know 50 you know million impressions on snapchat at a you know 40 cpm i i can go ahead and do that now you know which will come out to actually quite a pretty penny um you know you can go and do that which has not been possible before and you know, it starts to let them get real scale on revenue without hiring a huge sales team. Um, so I'm curious how that works out. I just, you know, I I get very skeeved out by ad tech. I think ad tech is a very bad industry that doesn't put the user first. But I also trust that 